0: We got a problem here, and it's more than just dream streaming Punisher. When life begins to suck, who's reporting it? Luckily, you got two friends who you won't forget. Coming live, Alvin and friend on survival, laughing nonstop. Case drops on a cycle, louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone. How they make the world seem bright with the lights off? AFs, it might as well stay up. Lies being told like that dinosaur BS. Magnifying glass to the ground if they don't see us having a time, roasting your favorite pizza. And Hello in Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. It's not just Black History Month. It's a happy Black History Month to everyone out there. I'm Alvin Williams and welcome to Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. And by me, it's by not by my side because it's virtual, but Joining me, my co-host, you know what it is. It's it, it's Francel Evans. Oh
1: yes, yeah, right a minute, Mr. Postman.
0: Yeah, man. I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post it. Doing- what uh sorry man, I got flustered there. What's going on, hey? Yeah, man, you doing? What's, what's going on? You good? I don't know. I just haven't talked to you in a few days. I'm just excited to talk to it, you, so I got yeah, I got nervous. Is? Yeah, I got the I got the jitters. <laughs> what's going on, bro? Not much,
1: man. Hey, look. I don't know if we I don't know if we was gonna bring this up on the show. What are your thoughts on Apple Vision Pro that's taking oh, I'm fully the, in. the the, the oh, world man, by I'm storm? Um, do you think it's an over you know stimulation of just too much it being right in front of you? At, I mean, like I'm yes, I want to get one. Care. It's 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 yeah, cost yes, like five care. stacks, but it's like it's it's, it's like, like thirty seven hundred dollars. I want to get and
0: that's one. That's probably they probably have levels. So it's probably like four. Memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, I yeah, it's it's full on black mirror, post-apocalyptic, um, horrible type of shit. And I don't I don't care. I'm fully in. <laughs> Me too. I, I saw I, the dude I had, thought, had like. You know he, what?
1: I actually thought you were gonna go the opposite way.
0: I really no, thought you were gonna be like ounce.
1: No, no. It's terrible. I'm but su- it,
0: I'm surprised. I'm it's both. I'm riding the fence. Pause. Um <laughs> so it's it's it is terrible. We are going to fully be in the Matrix timeline, not having human interaction. We're going to be walking down the street in our own little worlds. Nobody's going to be know how to have social skills anymore, and I don't care. <laughs> I saw a dude have—he had a TV in his living room, a TV in his kitchen. He had Twitter up on a, oh, it was, on a, somewhere it else. He was playing a game somewhere else, and he just is looking around. Yeah. The TV was as big as my TV, and I had to pay f- physical money for it. Yeah. And and it t- takes some space in my house. And he had an 80-inch TV on his wall, and it's not really there. And yeah. it stays there. Yeah. It remembers where you put the little boxes. <laughs> and when you come home, all the boxes are where you left them. Yeah. Look,
1: I saw a guy, maybe it was the same video, I don't know, but he, this guy was watching, like, five basketball games at one time. So I'm already sold, right? So then he, like, looked to the left. He got his text messages on the left. Then he got Twitter, yeah. all the way on the right. I said, oh, this this is, I mean, like, I could just sit on my couch and just I do this on dude, a Sunday? The dude,
0: had the, the, dude the, the one I saw, the dude had Twitter, like, on his on his uh the door of his house so he had to get up and walk to it like it it, like you can put the boxes in places and be like i I do this in this room it's not just like a little bit further away and visually it's like the distance of the room you can put things like i said he had a tv in the kitchen yeah so it's like when i'm done i'm I'm, i gotta go get a drink i can go i got a tv on the fridge yeah you don't got to take them off you can like see through
1: it then like i saw today there's a feature where you can change the eyes the front of it Yes. Oh man,
0: I said, man. So now you're now oh, you're fully shit. going Avatar. You're going you're <laughs> going uh, Fortnite skins in real life. Yeah. You know. So it, yeah, it's it's awful. We are going to be <laughs> in full on Wally. We're going to be gelatinous. People, our bones are going to disintegrate. We're we're just going to be plugged into this machine, bro. They have ones you could flip it and then the vision. Like if you're outside, you just press a button. It's like boom, you're on top of Mount Everest. The world, the way that it looks, is gone. There's nobody around you anymore. You're on top of a mountain. You're at a lake, <laughs> but you're at Arby's. Hey, man. I said no. This is a day. this is a game.
1: Today. I don't know, man. As an introvert, man, I think that sounds amazing to me. I can. Yeah, just, it's like
0: you are fully in I your own just, world now. I are you are you work. a are you a bona fide lick? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You're sitting there with these big dice goggles the on, yeah. pocket full of money. You know, because uh, they know you got money. You, you bought the the uh, Apple goggles. Yeah, like the first release. Oh yeah. Yeah, you sit on a bench in Central Park with with five five racks on your face, man. Somebody's gonna steal off on your jaw if you don't live in the right neighborhood. Yeah. Also, if you like, so I probably wouldn't. T- I probably would t- wait a few years before I'm like I'm publicly apple visioning.
1: I don't know if I would take it out. It would be something for my house.
0: That's what I'm saying. Because you you you're, you're so vulnerable. That's insane, man. <laughs> not even about that. You'd be vulnerable. It's, that's. In- you walk, walk around, with around those the rubble ins- ski goggles on? Yeah, you can't. Just being like with your hands moving, like, that's ridiculous. i the thousand times I've made this reference, but it, like in the minority report, you're just grabbing stuff, sliding it over here, yeah. putting this in over here, grab this, put it in your pocket, and people are like, what the fuck is this guy doing?
1: <laughs> that's insane. I'm
0: fully, in the, I'm, do I'm fully in on the I'm fully in on that. Not Apple.
1: outside. You take him, you can keep him in the house. You don't need to take those outside.
0: Then you got the battery pack, you got a cord down. You got a hanging cord down hanging down. it looks ridiculous,
1: man. You shouldn't, no, you shouldn't the, take the, that. The guy, you should be ha- you shouldn't be getting <laughs> out of
0: a cyber truck and having those on.
1: Well, I mean, now you're
0: talking about big balling. <laughs> the Cybertruck and the Apple Vision? Nah, you're talking about them. that's like <laughs> you got all the VC. That's all crazy. V- <laughs> no, but like I saw the guy Casey Neistat, who's a YouTuber, he made a really good point where he was he said, This is it. Like this is this is the moment in time where like the the human species changes. Once these go from these big dumb ski goggles to like a pair of ray bans Oh yeah. It's crazy. There's no more phone. There's no more You don't need a phone. So many things like so many things are gone when you can just wake up throw your glasses on you can turn you're browsing them browsing the internet yeah yeah you're calling your family you so many devices are obsolete now yeah you can you can take your glasses probably and be able to look at a um like a cash register machine you don't need your so you're not going to need your wallet you just look at it and it, and it boom the, only, the only
1: problem works. you would have is you wouldn't be able to face time. You would need a phone. I think you. I don't think phones. No,
0: bro. They showed it on the thing. They had the. They had the FaceTime. They give you an avatar, that looks just like you. Okay. And they had the guy was like, I took my my FaceTime screen when when I was FaceTime with somebody, and because of how the room, how it uh, maps out the room, I put the screen of the FaceTime call on the ceiling, and the friend that I was FaceTiming with was looking at the top of my head. So I'm looking forward, but I put their screen on the ceiling. So what they see is the top of my head. Yeah. I said, no, this is next (laughs) level. So if I look up, if I look up now, now we're talking uh, face to face. Hey, what are you doing there? Somebody's looking yeah. at me. <laughs> like where you, where do you have me? So, yeah, I put you up on the ceiling real quick, man. I got a lot of stuff going on. I, I got, got a Twitter all right shit. Here. Arms going yeah. crazy. I got shit over here. God damn it! What's this? Get yeah, this I, out the way. Throw yeah. it. You throw I got it. A down. Poker, I got a poker game going over here. Sorry, man. I just had to. I, I had to make some space for yeah, you. Man. I want so, uh, one. I'm, I'm fully
1: in. I mean, I'm. I definitely would love one to have in my yeah. house, especially no, it, when like my wife is watching TV and I'm like, I don't want
0: to watch that. Hey, in. I'm, hey, I'll talk to you later. Pew. It's it's straight <laughs> up Black Mirror. It's it's really it really is terrifying because it is straight right. up Black Mirror, and yeah. I don't care. I'm I in. don't care either. That's really I really don't care. I will be zombied out, like plugged plugged into the Matrix. I I I. This is like the precipice of the future to me. Now I don't know if I like that future of us being anti-social zombies, Who The Matrix, all these things. I don't but, care. You know.
1: I don't care. I don't. Need to, I don't care. I need it to talk cool. to five people. I don't need to talk to a whole bunch of people. I don't care, man. I just let me. I'll take my goggles and I'll just be chilling. I don't need to. When you could just, yeah. you can, I can. I don't really have to Is take this them the off. Of that's, the, that's the end of Oh in, no, that's the insane part about not having to take them off. You could just, you yeah. could just.
0: I can still see the room through the. goggles. You can hear music. They have, they have, they have speakers, it's so you insane. can bump your music. It's, <laughs> Bro, it's it's next level shit, man. And I'm like I said, I'm here for it. But yeah. hey man, it's uh one thing I wanted to talk about before we go on break is I, got
1: I was something coming something
0: in too. here ready to flame up Travis Kelsey. Okay. But I have to rescind it and just flame up uh white men who wanna have swag, I guess. I don't know who to direct this towards, but Um, there was an article that came out that was calling that said that America's newest crazy trend. I know you've heard of the Rachel, but the newest trend is the Travis Kelsey haircut. Oh yeah, saw that. Which is a box fade with a with a beard shape up. Black people have been getting this. Black men have been getting this hairstyle. This is like the default black man hairstyle for generations. Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey did not invent anything. This is not the Travis Kelsey haircut. That is the most culturally appropriation thing. And I'm not even a guy that's like that. I think everybody can have dreads. I'm not that guy. Like, if you want to have locks, lock it up. I don't give a fuck. But to make an article saying that a fucking taper fade is the Travis Kelsey is crazy. And I was ready to be like, Travis Kelsey, I'm sick of all this shit. You, Taylor Swift, get off my TV. I'm over it. But he came out during the Super Bowl press conference this this week, maybe a couple days ago, and was like... I don't know why the media would set me up that way, especially on February 1st, like Black History Month just hit and y'all going to throw me to the wolves like that. I did not invent this. I did not create it. It's just something I get. He could have taken the moment and been like, yeah, Mr. Travis Kelsey, go get the Travis Kelsey. He had to cut some kind of brand deal with uh, sports clips or some goofy shit and, and made a bag off of yeah. it. But instead he was like, no, nah, man, that's crazy. I'm not going to take credit for that because that's that's insane. Yeah. I didn't invent the fade. But it is going crazy. It's got the white boys like that's the new if if you if you're a white it's not even new. Again, if you know white boys who like black women or if you know white boys that have black friends, this is the default white boy that that likes black people haircut for years. Travis Kelsey didn't invent anything. Yeah, now this some people just found out about it recently. Every white boy that I know that hangs out with black people has this haircut and has had it for years. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't. That didn't
1: really pique my interest. I didn't bother. You know. Um
0: well, you can't just That's be giving out people's diagram. credit on Black History Month. You can't be just saying Travis Kelsey invented oh, You you wasn't having it. Was cornrows? Like you oh, like, 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 oh yeah, post Malone invented corn, cornrows.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I I I get it. Um I'm not gonna get into why I'm not a really a big fan of Travis Kelsey a little bit, but Okay. Whatever. It's just it doesn't matter. But anyway, let's let's okay. move on. Let's talk about um uh I think we we um May have talked about this on the phone. Not sure, but the story Justin of Mon. Justin
0: Mon. Um, mm-hmm. And did you see the video? I remember I talked to you, you. said you didn't see the video. I didn't see the video. I tried, and then I was like, I don't even. I don't want to see it. Yeah, but, I mean, but let me take that back. I did not see the video of him when he brought the f- head into the frame. I did see the stuff that he talked about. That was the scarier thing to me. But you go ahead, keep going.
1: Yeah. So I saw on you know on Twitter, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta see the video. I just have to. I can't read something like this, a headline, and go like. Oh, that sounds interesting. It sounds crazy, and then kind of just, and just kind of move on. I, I went like, I need to find this, so I I right. do my little research I do on Twitter, and I saw that somebody had a clip of the video, and this guy had his dad's head in a a, a plastic bag, and was and was like, this is so and so. I was like, this is this dude is crazy. Yeah, eyes are blank. You just can't. Oh, it's just no emotion when he's talking. It's it mm-hmm. was insane, man. I, to do that and put it on YouTube.
0: And I don't even know how long it was up on YouTube before it got flagged or somebody noticed. Yeah, the scariest part of that video, obviously, I didn't see the part, but obviously, other than that moment, is that this dude sounds no different than anybody you heard on January 6th. Yeah. Any QAnon person, like, he's not saying anything that we haven't heard before. It makes you go, oh, no, these people are, are legitimately cult freaks who are brainwashed, delusional, psychotic, and dangerous. Dangerous, yep. You know, so that was the scariest part to me. It's not. It, it, I would have been more happy if this guy was like, "I am from the planet Flee to, and you know, I I am the one true ruler of the of the the galaxy." He was talking about politics, Joe Biden. You can find a okay. thousand of those videos. Yeah, sure. exactly. This looks like the the Blaze or like yeah. you know the you know Newsmax. Like you you would hear these people talking to the My Pillow guy. I don't know, man. I want I want my headset. I want my I want my Apple Vision. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I don't right. want to be bothered with these people. I'm sick of um, debating these people. I'm sick of fighting with these people. I'm yeah. sick of having passion for these people. I don't care. I don't care who wins the next election. They're both old and, like, demented. I don't care. I used to care so much. But, yeah, I don't really care to talk about the election. My point is I don't care. I'm going to plug into my Apple Vision and, and uh, forget the world. Yeah. Same. That's my plan. Same. Um, yeah. But until then, until I, until we are able to scrape up those shillings, for two Apple visions, yeah, that's, that's a bag and a half. That's a bag and a half. Uh, you know, that's 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 a more several. That's a that's mortgage. that's a down payment on something nice. Yeah, that's that's several bags <laughs> for sure. Um, So until we're. Able but I did to, hear you know, that uh, the Quest. They was like
1: people saying that. Well, the Quest has been doing this.
0: Nah, this is like this <laughs> is <laughs> this is this is man. I don't know. This is Nokia. Eighty nine twenty, the brick phone. Versus iPhone, like it to me. I, I could be wrong, but I've seen the Quest. I've, I've plugged into those Oculuses. They seem pretty cool. They're not fully integrating a phone iOS and maybe it's maybe TVs it's
1: anti Apple, where it's like, well, Apple just as a good as is, is promoting it better, promoting. Old software or old, you know, technology
0: better than anybody else. That's I don't think say. this is. I don't think this is the Android Apple thing where they're like, our phones have been doing that since 2015. You know, every Android user tells you whenever you you bring up something that Apple does now, they're like, we've been had that since 2015.
1: Well, yeah. How do you combat that though? You don't have an. You don't have. An but
0: this, I'm saying I don't think that this is this. Be, I don't think this is that because the the Apple Vision has taken what those Oculuses and those things have done, and and taking it a step further, you know, like Prius was an electric car. And then Tesla was like, that's cool. We're we're an electric car, too, but better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not saying the Apple Vision is the uh never been done before. It's been done, but it hasn't been done like this. And this um, but, but you talk like a biased person, though. You're biased. For I sure. haven't even never even used the goddamn thing. Yeah, I'm just but, you-
1: but as Apple products, though, still, it doesn't matter if you've used the, the vision or not,
0: though. Hey man, you know a fair, then get an Oculus. You tell me. You I'm go buy an getting, Oculus and maybe that'll be the just you just I'm you not, an Oculus. Not, you get ahead of me. I mean, yeah, I'm not doing it. I'll that. save up and I'm gonna buy the apple. Me baby, too. You get, not, a, you get an Oculus, you know? I'm that's, not that's, doing <laughs> but, Hey listen, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, we're gonna get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back. Folks, I'm gonna go ahead and put a disclaimer at the front of this story. Neither I myself or Fran are experts in gender identity, the trans experience, any of those things. Um, but we came across a story that was absolutely mind-blowing. We wanted to discuss it, but we want to go about it as respectfully as possible because um, I admittedly have had some thoughts in life where I go, You know, listen, I respect all people, but I'm not going to be doing all that respect shit if you're a a criminal or you're a bad person or or anything like that. And it's like, this is a story we're telling. It's a it dives into the world of um, transgender identity and, um, you know, gender dysphoria and these things. And it's like, no, you know, because you can't say fuck this person. So fuck the whole group of people. I want to try to be as respectful as possible to. The experience, not this person specifically, but the experience. I just wanted to do a little disclaimer before we dive into it, friend. Um, this week we are doing the story of Harvey Marcelin, also known as Marceline Harvey. Um, it thoughts, friend? Um, this is a wild story, man. I mean, for sure. Um,
1: like you said in the, in the disclaimer, the picture you sent me was was wild. I was I, I was like. What now? Who, what is this? Who is this person? Like, what's going on? They do research, and it's like this. This was a uh, person who was addicted to just murdering people, murdering women specifically.
0: Um, very dangerous person, uh, very sick person, and you know, I think the system failed in a lot of ways with this person. We'll get into it. Marceline Harvey was born in Manhattan, New York, in 1938 to a single mother. Even at a young age, it was clear that Marceline struggled with their identity, as partially made evident by the fact that Marceline Harvey was born Harvey Marceline, a tall, skinny young man with a slight frame and a soft-spoken demeanor, as well as being aggressive and violent to anyone who brought attention to his soft voice or questioned his masculinity, women in particular. So Marceline wasn't always the child of a single mom. Their father passed at the age of 10, leaving their mother to carry the heavy weight of parenthood alone. And according to Marceline, this is when their mother sent Marceline to a daycare run by a Catholic church. And you know how we, you know, listen, Hey, you know what? Shout out to the Catholic church. I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not doing it. Not today. I'm not doing it again today. You know, Catholic church is the Catholic church. If you go, that's your business. See, this is where Marceline alleges that they were regularly forced to eat rotten food by the nuns and subjected them to physical beatings and sexual assaults. This alleged trauma at a young age can definitely have irreversible and detrimental uh, impact on a person's psyche. So at the age of 14, Harvey attempted to rape an eight-year-old girl and subsequently received counseling from another Catholic organization, Oh, okay. ironic, All right, gotcha. ironically okay. enough. So, you know, the people that stepped in to give him counseling uh, after committing an atrocity, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, but after this incident... Mm-hmm. Um, a, another Catholic organization stepped in to kind of give him some guidance. And, yeah. you know, that, that didn't go, go over the best.
1: Yeah. Catholic Charities USA.
0: Yes. So a psychiatric evaluation evaluation from around this time, which would be about 1952, noted Harvey's truancy, theft, homosexual and heterosexual activity, and cross-dressing. So hey, did you know—I'm sorry. Did you know, it, sorry, uh-huh. did you know
1: there's a difference between a nun and a sister? I didn't
0: know that. I No, I, I didn't know. What's the difference? Because in Sister Act, starring Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. they're all nuns, <laughs> and they call each other sister. Like, that's how they address the, a nun, is sister. Sisters are, more, sisters are more active in the world,
1: engaging in many different kinds of work, most often for people who are in great need. So, also oh, like, sisters can go home. Sisters can, get, can leave. They can go home. Got they can it. go out and, you know. Yeah, nuns, like, live in a nunnery. Ministry. Yeah. Is that what it's called, nunnery? Uh, maybe
0: there's another technical term for it, but they all live together like in a convent. Yeah, yeah. I, in my mind, and you're saying the sisters like, all right, five o'clock. I'm I'm check. I'm I'm clocking out. Right. Yeah. Got it. But it's still up to them to be faithful to that life outside of that because you can't get in any. Yeah. You can't do any of that. <laughs> and if you get to go home, it's still on you to like hold up that agreement with God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that's harder people yeah. might want to go out for a drink, all these things. And it's like, if you don't have to stay at the church or the convent, <sighs> it's on you to, you know, trust, you know, to to not follow through with those things. Yeah. And I, I think,
1: I think none is more of the, I think none is more of the broad term, which means like,
0: you know, in the both. church. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Got it. Well, I mean, you know, everything I know about nuns is based on sister act, sister act two, um, yeah. you know, so the, the, my, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be, an expert on nuns.
1: You seem like you, I mean, you talk about it with confidence. Like you, like you, you call it a nunnery. Never heard of that. So, like, yeah.
0: Hey, man. Terms listen. I never heard of? It's more like none your business. <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't have the drums. That was whack.
1: Uh, shout out to. Um, what do you have? <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Cool. What do shout I out have?
0: To what up? Uh, <laughs> 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 the battle of the sound effects begins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should be my
0: job now, sir.
1: But uh, yeah, shout out to shout out to Whoop, shout out to um Lauren Hill. She was
0: in that movie, right? Uh yeah, shout out to her. She start coming to your concerts on time. Anyway, it's Black History Month. Stop taking black people's time. They come to support you, stop showing up late and then being mad at them. She can do what she wants. Mm. You, I have my thoughts on Lauryn Hill that I'm not going to get into on this podcast. This is oh, not a music boy. podcast. This is
1: a uh, Black History Month. You going to bash Black people? Wow. I would never. Lauryn wow. Hill made one of the most classic wow. albums of all time. Wow. Wait till I get my sounds right, man. Then oh,
0: she didn't do anything after that. Wow. Anyway, wow. Um, disgrace, man. Terrible. Uh, and a lot of people worked on that album. that Appreciate your people, man. Made, made it a great album that weren't just Lauryn Hill. And she didn't do anything after that. So anyway, um. <laughs> Aside from the violent and dangerous nature from such a young age, mm-hmm. um, today I feel like a psychologist would take away from their evaluation of Harvey Marcelin and say that it showed characteristics of gender dysphoria accompanied by some antisocial personality disorder. So in, today, in today's world, I think that at a younger age, there are more tools available to somebody like Harvey Marcelin to make, help them understand the things that they were going through at the time. Today in today's time you in mean. today's society, gotcha. but okay. in 1952, it's like I don't know. You're a fruitcake. Get yeah. out of here. You know, like yeah. it, it's just you know, in, in in that day, and then also being physically abru- abused by the Catholic Church and you know, traumatized and all these things, it was a it was a dangerous cocktail for somebody gotcha. who already was going through a lot of mental things and anguish by themselves. Yeah. Ten years later, in 1963, Marceline was 25 years old and dating a woman named Jacqueline Bonds. Harvey often drank, took cocaine regularly, and also was violent and abusive to Miss Bonds and was in and out of psychiatric care. Mm-hmm. So I gotta say, a shout out to them trying to be proactive in their mental health, but it wasn't really working. And again, I don't think they were really equipped at the time to deal with the things that Harvey Marceline was going through. Yeah. At least not to at least not to what the level it is now. Uh, another psych eval in adulthood diagnosed Harvey as having delusional grandiosity and show, and that he showed signs of being a paranoid schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. This takes things to a whole nother level once you accompany everything else that Marceline Harvey's going through. Now you add in schizophrenia and that is just too much for any one person even to, to be expected to deal with, to be honest. Um. Not saying that's an excuse for the things that they did or that they will go on to do, but I'm just saying this doesn't sound like a fun road at all by any means. So on April 18th, 1963, Jacqueline was due in court to testify in a trial for a rape charge against Harvey. Mm -hmm. I also read some accounts that said that that she was the alleged victim in the trial. So this is a little... It was a rape. Um, it was a rape uh, trial, right? It was a rape trial, but it's foggy. I've I've read two accounts where one where it said that she was there to um, be an alibi for Harvey. Right. That's but what I, I saw also. It, yes. But I also saw one that said it was her case, like she was the victim of the rape and was showing up to court to testify against him, as a rape victim. Yeah. Um, these are I heard I heard both, so I don't know which one is the official story, but either way, it doesn't really matter. She would not have the opportunity to show up because shortly before the trial. Harvey showed up to Jacqueline's Manhattan apartment armed with a gun and opened fire. Harvey chased her around the apartment, shooting her three times, and Jacqueline eventually died in the living room. Harvey was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. So um, that's the affirmative murder of Marceline Harvey. Um, justice was served, obviously, life in prison for the murder of um, a woman. And so, Oh, never mind. That's not at all what happened. So uh, during the two decades behind bars, Marceline repeatedly appealed their conviction in state and federal courts and tried to persuade the parole board to commute their sentence so that they could be released. Mm -hmm. Now, somehow, Harvey convinced the parole board that they had changed, despite some evidence to the contrary, like the fact that they, they, they had continued aggression towards women and that they were being inappropriate in sending letters to the candy striper nurses that were working in the prison. They were sending them obscene notes to them, like sexual notes. So just the, the the violence towards women, the inappropriateness towards women was still there, and yet Marceline Harvey convinced a parole board, like, hey, I've been reformed. I'm not that person anymore. I think if you gave me another chance, I would, you know, be able to start my life over and, you know, begin anew. Maybe they saw
1: themselves in Mr. Marcel, Marceline Harvey. It was like, you know what? I think he's not a minister to society anymore. Give him another chance. I think that's what happened.
0: Negro, please. So uh, the board freed Harvey <laughs> and they returned to New York in 1984 <laughs> in the early mornings of All Hallows Eve. So <laughs> oh, you're throwing me off. So the board freed Harvey and they returned to New York in 1984 in the early morning of All Hallows Eve in 1985. Roberto Romano was in the lobby of a long term stay hotel in Harlem where he lived when he saw a tall, lanky fellow resident pass by him pushing a shopping cart with a garbage yeah. bag in it. Yeah. When the resident walked walked past Romano, the bag ripped as the tenant was um, going down the steps of the, you know, like the lobby. Yeah. The bag ripped, and according to Mr. Romano, blood came out of the bag. Which he made a note of, but didn't, nobody stopped the resident or anything like that. Hours later, a man walking on Manhattan's Upper West Side saw a dark plastic bag at the entrance to Central Park, dripping in blood. He tore it open, which is crazy. That's not—that's the last thing I would be doing if I saw <laughs> right. a bag that was dripping in blood. It's like I'm gonna open it I'm up more. Open it? Yeah. DNA it. all over the place. Oh my God! That, and I didn't even—that's not even where my head went. I just—my head just goes ill. Like I'm not no. touched. this. Covered in blood. I don't want to get blood on me, yeah. not, let alone like, oh, I touched the bag. Now I did it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Exactly.
0: You know what I mean, but also this is nineteen. This is the 1980s, So DNA technology, you know, like it wasn't really, didn't really come into play until like the early nineties. You know, where you could be concerned about yeah. them yeah. finding DNA evidence on the bag. Yeah. So you know, but but today, for sure, I'm not touching anything. You know, whenever I hear stories about um, people. Um, when I watch, like, confession videos or, you know, interrogation videos and people go, you know your fingerprints are on the gun. It's like, well, I found the body and I picked the gun up just to get the gun away from them because I didn't want the gun to be near them while they were hurt. It's like, that just doesn't sound real. I would never. It sounds insane, yeah. If if I came home and my loved one had a knife in them, I'm not pulling the knife out. Not because I don't want to get blamed for it, but I'm, I'm not a medical expert. But also in the back of my mind, I'm probably going to be subconsciously like, I don't want to get my fingerprints on this knife, cause that looks um, crazy. They're like, you grabbed the knife and pulled it yeah, out. Them. Not, I don't think I'm thinking about
1: that with my significant other. I don't
0: know no, I'm saying know. like, I'm saying, I'm not saying actively I, thinking. I'm just saying like, I don't want to touch it. And that could be I don't want to touch it for medical reasons or whatever. But like, one of those reasons probably floating around in my brain is like, I don't want it to look like I did something. I'm not but saying
1: actively. You act, but that's still you think. But you mean actively? You still? I'm you saying to my subconscious. That's bullshit man right. You just said <laughs> You just said You wouldn't That's floating around your head Where you go like uh-huh. I'm not touching this knife Because I don't want to go to jail If my significant was Laying there dying With a knife in him I'm pulling it out I'm sorry I'm just not but I'm not no, thinking but about you like that. But
0: you shouldn't Pull it out But I think that's just I don't know <laughs> But you, like <laughs> You shouldn't pull it out Not because you don't Want to go to it's jail Because right you're not a doctor So I'm not well, touching you pull The it out, knife put on I'm it. not touching it at all you put some pressure cuz I'm not going to Yeah, put some pressure. I'm not saying don't do anything.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what it is. Like that's like I'm not going like, to no, no, like get blamed for You're like, for "No, well, I'm, I'm going to help. I'm going to stop the bleed. I'm going to put pressure on the wound. I'm going to But I'm not going to pull the knife out cuz I'm not a doctor. That's a doctor would tell you don't do that. But also I would I'm not going to keep it. it. It doesn't matter. You also, also I don't want to go to jail. Also, I'm just stand here. Also, I, I don't want it to look like I don't want it to look like it, I did this. <laughs> That crazy. That's like fifth on the list. I'm obviously the, you know, caring for the person. <laughs> my point don't, is don't it shouldn't be on the list.
1: That's my point.
0: It's not on the list. You should have a list. It's on the list. It's on list. subconscious list. It's on the subconscious list. It's not even, I didn't write it. The brain just is thinking it. It's, it's, it the the oh, brain man. is putting it on the list, not me. No. no, that's crazy, man. Hey, listen, I'm not, you're not going to, hey, you're not going to try to frame me. Don't try to paint a narrative on me. How dare you? I will continue. I'm just, I'm just saying. So, like I said, this this man who was walking in the park finds his bag, rips it open, and Mm. it revealed that it was a pair of bound legs in the bag. Mm. Um, The victim was identified as Anna Laura Sierra in police records. Um, They had a file on her, and she was identified as a heroin-addicted sex worker who frequented the long-term stay hotel in room 602, a room registered to Harvey Marcelin. Anna had been stabbed repeatedly Tied up with a rope and then wrapped in plastic, according to Harvey, the pair got into an argument because Anna kept bringing Johns to their room to work, which Harvey found to be disrespectful. But also, and more egregiously, they claimed that Anna, or Anna, I'm going to be flip flopping on that, sorry, that um, Anna had sold their flute to buy drugs, and this was an act that Harvey that sent Harvey Harvey over their edge. It's like, listen, you can my flute? flute. Yeah, you can you fuck people in my room. That's fine. Don't touch but my flute. flute. To sell my flute was a crime worse than murder, in my opinion. Should I be set free? I don't know. That's not up to me. That's up to the jury. But I'm just saying, you would just let someone sell your flute? This is egregious. Um, court records suggest that Anna was stabbed over 30 times before wow. being dismembered. An accusation that Harvey disputes, claiming that a lot of that damage done to Anna's body came... You know, postmortem from the elements, like animals such as rats. So those aren't stab wounds. those are like bite marks and scratches from being outside because I put because I dismembered her body and put her in a bag. like that's why she was in the elements in the first place. and those elements made her made it look worse than it was than just me stabbing her a couple of times and dismembering her. It made it look worse. According to Harvey Marcellin, just also to just you know another disclaimer, according to Harvey Marcellin, Harvey is like the pimp, and then there's Marceline, who is um, no. the soft woman um, mm. who is not able to stand up to Harvey. So Harvey yeah. is this man who hates women and wants to be a pimp. He's the Mar- scary one. He's the scary one. Now yeah. um, I don't. Th- I don't. They weren't um, diagnosed with any kind of you know borderline multiple multiple personalities or anything like that, but the schizophrenia. Yes. So um, I don't think this is an instance where we can say that they are a person that has multiple personalities. I think this is just like the theatrics of Marceline Harvey where she's like, this is the persona. Like This is my alter ego. I don't think they're saying... Um, like, I don't know, but when you can go and kind of like describe
1: two people as being a different individual, I think that's... How is that not... how that doesn't sound like... I
0: know. mean, this is a sick person, of course. Like, I mean, I'm not going to... Tell them what their experience is or anything like that, but it, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's the ramblings of an insane person. But you know, I'm sure there's some, there might be some validity to saying that maybe this was a multiple personality scenario. But there's also, that's also a controversial diagnosis in the psychological world. There's people that don't believe that that's a thing at all. So, you know, that that in and of itself is very controversial to even say you know, somebody has multiple say, personalities.
1: People people say that they don't believe that's a thing. Yeah
0: many people that's a very controversial is it oh, I didn't know. topic I I didn't in, know. in 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 like the psychological world like there are a lot of people who go no this is not a thing we've never seen a case of it anybody who says that it was a case of it is bullshit there's other people who say I saw a case of it I saw it firsthand I believe it so it's it's very it's not cut and dry like it's this is not a you know um a confirmed uh so it's
1: not real it's not you can't be it doesn't have a real I'm not diagnosis. saying that I'm
0: just saying it's it's debated it's a debated topic. Multiple personalities, all that, that kind of stuff. Split personalities, that, that all those things. So Harvey once again was charged with first-degree murder, but struck a plea deal with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office for first-degree manslaughter and was sent back to prison in 1986. Over the next 35 years, Marceline Harvey was denied freedom at over 15 parole hearings. But in 2019... The now feeble and elderly looking Harvey. And again, I sent you this picture and it was in the articles. I mean, they look like a a Muppet. Very bad wig, very old, very hunched over. Um, Definitely didn't look dangerous. Looked very like a feeble person, but also um, very much not well. Yeah. So like I said, it's now 2019 and uh, Harvey Marshland is a feeble old person, an elderly person. And I think that this may have worked in their advantage. Because the board now deemed Harvey to be at such a low risk of reoffending that they approved their release. Basically Why, saying, he's you know. 80 years
1: old. Huh? Why? Because he's 80 years old?
0: 82. And also I think it was just like this person couldn't kill somebody if they wanted to. Which is a crazy logic to like give them freedom. Send them to a psych ward. Like if you want to like lower their send them to a minimum security prison. To be like, you're so old, even though you've killed two people. You couldn't do it again if you tried. You're look at how old and weak you are, so let's yeah, give you a let's sit, it, let's put you back out in the world. <laughs>
1: what the fuck that's
0: supposed to mean? If somebody's asleep, like if hey, how about if if you kill somebody who's addicted to drugs, which is what you do, that's what they did both times. Yeah, it wouldn't be very hard to kill somebody who's high on heroin. So it like what? So you couldn't even do it if you try to look at you in little you don't even have any definition in your biceps you, you go out in the world go out in the world and go live the rest of your old weak life and that's what they, I guess that's what they thought would what
1: happened yeah did he wear that wig all the time was that like a what was that was just an
0: mm, weird, I can I I couldn't well yeah I couldn't tell I mean I guess if they were in like um, PC they let they let the um a lot of PC people live their life a little bit more fully
1: what's PC protective
0: custody Oh, so that's where you see a lot of LGBT people. You know, them wearing lipstick, tying their shirts, like living living their life a little bit. That's more real. Safe. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was real. I thought that was like I thought that was like in the long. No, you shard.
0: thought that was Longest Yard. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy it. Yeah, way. yeah, no, 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 no that's that's. I mean, that's in protect in protective custody. You might see a little bit more of the, of um. Letting people be their authentic selves because there's I think that's, n- less risk. I, I like. I think that's cool. I like that. That's dope. I think that's cool too. I think you yeah. know, you shouldn't have to hide who you are, but right. it, or you do have to go to protective custody in a lot of unless you pr- unless you got hands. Like if you're the gay dude on the block and you're like, I don't go to PC. Ooh, I'm fighting. I'm, I'm, I can fight, yeah. and I wear these barrettes in my hair and I tie my shirt in a little belly shirt. And if you got a problem with me, what? That's harder to me. Yeah, I know a no, mad gay dude that can fight. So I like it's like yeah. if you if you run the block and you are not not the PC block like the Gen Pop block, and oh. you're like an openly gay man with hands. Yeah, you're the most dangerous person in it. That's hard. That's no, that's hard. And and in <laughs> Oz, that was Adabisi, but that no. Let me take that back. So I don't know if people who've seen Oz, Oz, Adabisi wasn't gay. He was a rapist. So it wasn't that's not like same thing. it's not the same thing. It's like he <laughs> he was dangerous and people were scared of him, but not like it's not like he was gay. Yeah, he just would like I'll rape you. Yeah. So that's no, not that's the same crazy. thing. I don't know if I've ever seen any kind of TV show or anything of somebody be like I'm gay and also I'll knock all of y'all out. So you know I'm gonna be in the here guy my on suits. um
1: the guy on uh, Prison Break was I can't remember his name. There was a gay dude on Prison Break and he wasn't in PC. No, nah, he was like tell people
0: to hold his pocket. I think he was gay. <laughs> See, I think that's another. <laughs> that's a rapist. Uh, that's a prison rapist. That's not the. That's it's a. Di- there's a distinction there. Okay. Obviously, right. like I don't know I- intent and <laughs> in, 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 and in cons- intent and consent are the the differentiating factors. But I'm saying if you're using sex as a uh, like a, a threat in any kind of way, that's not you. Just being I don't like, think I'm that's gay. what he was doing. He was just saying. This is my bitch. Hold my pocket. That means you're their bitch. That's not just like, oh I have a boyfriend in here. Like we we have a life together and also, and if you have a an issue with that, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> I did see a movie. I I, I was a black dude. Oh. It was a comedy movie. Was it a It was yeah. It was a big fat black dude. And they would be in prison making dinners and having a nice life with each other. Dinners? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it was, though. But it was a funny movie. It was a comedy. It was might have been Be Cool or with Vince Vaughn. I feel like it was. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're getting off topic. Let's get back on, let's get back on topic. So on August 7, 2019, uh, uh, Harvey left prison and reported to their parole officer. Mm-hmm. That December, a post on a Facebook page Belonging to Marceline Harvey, had the caption that read, Love Personified. It was a picture of Susan Layden. Susan Layden was born in 1953 and spent most of her life in northern New Jersey. She was a divorcee and a mother of one and had ran her own jewelry business for years. Now, around a decade prior to meeting Harvey, Susan decided to relocate to NYC after her business had slowed down and she was looking and she was also looking to live closer to her friends post divorce and be able to move around more easily with the public transit available in New York City. She was looking to make the most out of the second act of her life, you know? She's a little bit older, divorced, freshly divorced and is like, "You know what? I'm not going to just sit around and be sad. I'm going to fucking first, make I'm going to Yeah, get, get okay. a fresh start, exactly. She first lived in Queens and later moved to Brooklyn where she landed in a supportive housing community for seniors in Fort Green. Now how exactly Harvey and Susan crossed paths is unclear but at the time of the Facebook post that I just um, had remarked about Susan Harvey was seeking placement in city shelters. Harvey presented as a mild-spoken very tall black man. According to Ann Brennan who was the nurse practitioner who ran the shelter intake Anne was hesitant to allow Harvey to enroll in a women's shelter. I believe she lost her job for this because this is um, this is like um, in accordance with the rules of the shelters that you place people in the shelters of the the gender that they identify as. But Anne was like, "You went to prison for killing women," and I'm understanding that because. Um, Marceline Harvey didn't become Marceline Harvey until they were in their 80s. Up until the the, you know, later wow. par- portion of their life, they were Harvey Marceline. They might have done some, you know, cross-dressing and things like that, but when she came out of prison, she came out of prison Marceline Harvey a woman, you know, and identifying as a woman. Now, I also yeah. uh, I also watched a documentary or like a news interview with somebody who went and spoke to uh, Marceline Harvey where they said Marceline doesn't give a shit about any of that kind of stuff um pronouns and th- that's not their concern they said this she seemed way more concerned with her tarot cards so you know it's not even like if you had to try to nail down like what do you identify as i don't i don't think Marceline harvey she, really she just, really cares what you care if you get it right or whatever but i still yeah. felt like it was necessary to try to not be disrespectful while telling the story right like i said and and brennan Told, told Marceline, like, listen, I understand that you identify as a woman, but based on your um, criminal background and your history, I don't think it's a good idea to place you in a shelter with women. Despite her objections, Ms. Brennan said that her supervisors allowed Harvey entry into the women's shelter because wow. this was the policy. Now, Julia Savell, a spokesperson for the city's Department of Social Services, defended this decision, stating yeah. that. And this is, I agree with what they said here. Um, she stated in this, she put a statement out that said, being homeless or transgender does not make you inherently violent and does not connect you to the crime that was committed. Right. Also, didn't she, didn't she get in trouble for this though? Like she lost a job, right? Yeah, I think she lost, I think Anne yeah. lost her job. I believe so. I believe she lost her job. Yes. If you are a homeless or transgender person, that does not make you a violent person. Right. And uh, I think this is an, this is like the definition of situational. Like, I understand that's your policy, but this is a person, I understand that they identify as um, a woman, but, you know, violent towards women, violent towards women with abu- um, substance abuse issues. There are a lot of women who are homeless with substance abuse issues looking for shelter. So at a shelter, it seems like it's ripe with the type of victims that a Marceline Harvey would have attacked in the times when they were being violent towards women. And that doesn't seem like a good idea. But again, it's this is their policy. But also, before we move forward, just as a matter of fact, trans people and people suffering from mental illness, like Marceline Harvey was, are statistically far more likely to be victims of crimes than to be perpetrators. You know, being trans, being mentally ill does not make you uh, a violent person inherently. It does not make you a criminal inherently. As a matter of fact, people that deal with these types of issues and these type of complications in their life are far more likely to be victims of crimes than perpetrators of crimes. Yeah. So, um... Though Harvey continued to post about Miss Layden on social media pages, Miss Layden's friends never knew of Harvey, and Miss Layden never discussed them. Susan was was seen on surveillance video wheeling a bag into Marceline's apartment on February 27th, and then was never heard from again. On March 3rd, 2022, two and a half years after Miss Harvey posted the first photo of Miss Layden um, on their Facebook page, the New York Police Department got a grisly 911 call. There was a shopping cart outside a pawn shop in a mostly in- industrial section of East New York. Inside a bag contained a woman's torso. It was Susan Layden. Mm. So, bag, shopping cart. I mean, this is their MO. They fell right back into the same MO. Surveillance footage also showed Harvey outside a 99-cent store, sitting on what looked like to be a human leg wrapped in plastic. That's so they were walking around with this lady you know, in a, in a, chopped, a chopped up in a shopping cart and making stops and doing running errands. In a motorized scooter. Yep. When authorities executed a search warrant at Harvey's apartment, they found more body parts inside. Um, of Miss Ladens. Of Miss Ladens. Yeah, not not of more people. Thank you for clearing that up, friend. This they were, you know, leftover parts that they hadn't disposed of yet. They were taking their time. They were leaving, you know, putting an arm in this block, going a block up during the tour. So that was the plan to slowly disperse her, her okay. her dismembered body around the neighborhood, around a, separated. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Marceline Harvey was arrested and charged with second-degree murder, and she is currently in prison awaiting trial. But they have also pled not guilty to the charges surrounding the murder of Susan Layton So. Whenever they have pled not guilty and, you know, you know, they will end up being found convicted and spend whatever is left of their life in prison. And hopefully they don't talk themselves out of it one last time. It just it seems like it seems very unlikely that they're in their 80s now. Like, it seems it seems like this is the last one. But it's unfortunate that it they got the opportunity for the last one. So a lot of people look at this case in this uh, instance as, you know, a a big failing in a lot of ways of the criminal justice system and, you know, the over leniency and things like that. But I don't know. We got to give people a chance to reform. I guess that's the tough part of giving people chances. People will let you down sometimes. Yeah. So it's like, do you just not give the chances anymore? It's like, fool me once. They did that. Yeah. And you fool me twice. And they did that too. (laughs) You know, so it's like, I mean, mean, how many times are you going to let this lady fool you? So it's truly unfortunate, man. Um, rest in peace to Susan Layden. Rest in peace to Jacqueline Bonds. And rest in peace to Anna Sierra. Um, three women who crossed paths with somebody that had a lot of issues, untreated issues, a lot of anger in their heart, and a lot of unmanaged mental illness. And that's a very dangerous storm. He shouldn't have been, oh, she, I'm sorry, she shouldn't have been back on the street. I agree. Oh, I, I I agree. The idea that you look at somebody and you go, I don't think you're dangerous anymore cuz you're old is foolish, honestly. I mean, yeah. I don't know, like if I felt like somebody wasn't dangerous anymore but had killed two people, I would probably send them to a minimum security prison, but that's the most you're going to get out of me is like I'll send yeah. you I'll I'll will send you to a psych ward or something. Like I'm not going to It's not like he
1: was he was like, you know, disabled. Yeah, like you he just are walk old or something like that. He's just
0: old. You know, it's not like, it's, it's it was... um.
1: You get the right opportunity in the right situation?
0: Exactly. Doesn't and matter how they, old you And man. they did. Yeah. So, really unfortunate, man. But yeah, that was is the story. Still of, oh, say again? Is he yeah, still alive? Yeah, he's sitting in prison right now. She's sitting in prison right now awaiting trial. She pled not guilty to the charges of killing... Um, was she like 100? Like 90? No, nah, like like probably 80, 85, 86 oh, this, years okay, old. Okay, 2020.
1: Okay, 2022.
0: They're yeah, probably like 86 okay. years old and ple- pled not guilty to the charges surrounding Susan Layton So... Wow, probably not guilty based on mental, you know, um, incapacity in or something like that. So I'm sure.
1: Ninety nine cent store. Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, man. Is that
1: what they call it in New York? Ninety nine cent store.
0: I I think so. I've been I've been really getting into etymology lately. I was really I got hooked on the fact that I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of people in Baltimore, I don't know about older people, they call shoes tennis shoes, but yeah. but tennis <laughs> shoes are a specific kind of shoe. So I, it tells me that at some point there were like shoes. And then there was a change in the type of shoe, not like when the Jordan came out. Like there was some kind of the shoe. They that say came sneakers. Out. Yeah. They say sneakers. But like a tennis yeah. shoe is a shoe. There's tennis. Tennis is a sport. Right. So a tennis shoe. It's like right. what happened to where people started saying, oh, those are tennis shoes. Maybe there yeah. were dress shoes. And then sneakers were sneakers. shoes that were maybe the first popular sneaker was a tennis shoe. Like fucking uh, mm. Arnold Palmer or something like that or that other, that black guy that. Yeah, that everybody, um, the tennis black guy. Damn, it's Black History Month. Why, why don't I know his name? Arthur Ashe. Maybe he had a shoe that was like a popular sneaker, and it was a tennis shoe. I'm like, why do they? Why do we call them, Why are we calling shoes tennis shoes? Like, oh, if you want, you can get, get them some new tennis shoes. We aren't playing tennis,
1: right?
0: Yeah, anyway, yeah, but 99 cent store. Yeah, we. I mean, we call a dollar store. It's not far a dollar off. Dollar store. Yeah. Well, you know, they like to save a little bit more. That little penny goes a long way. <laughs> But yeah, that was the story of uh, Harvey Marcelin or Marceline Harvey, you know, yeah. um, r- complicated story. Hey, man, listen, we gave a disclaimer. I'm sure we got a lot of things wrong, but it. Should, I didn't want it to stop us from talking about a story that was very interesting and sad. And I don't know. You, you talk about you have these kind of discussions to grow. So we have the discussion. Yeah, maybe we absolutely. did it improperly, but we hopefully grow from stumbling through the conversation. So. We, know. we got the
1: story out there. I think the story needs to be told.
0: Yeah, I feel like people sure. should know about this one. If they don't, like this is a this is an interesting one, and there's a lot of um, nuance here. That, like you For said, sure. Fran, I, I think that you shouldn't be not allowed to have conversations. And this is one of those conversation starters about, you know, w- w- what are boundaries and laws, and you know, surrounding gender identity and where you right. place people and. They, it's a a discussion like all you can do is have a discussion like that's that's what the world is and i think that's
1: i think it's okay even if you don't know if you're ignorant i think it's still okay to talk about it yes obviously you don't want to say anything if you're not that educated on it if you don't know then you know just avoid it altogether but also it's like if i say something wrong or whatever then you hey you know come at me calm and respectable and respectful and i'll and and i'll I'm always open. I'm always open-minded. I'm always open to learn new things. But when it, get,
0: when it goes south, that's when I go yeah. like,
1: all right, now, see. You, you, you're taking it too far. Yeah, I think the issue Just comes. Just because somebody
0: don't know. I, I think right. the issue comes when people speak in absolutes. So, like, you don't know and I don't know a lot of things surrounding this issue. So I would never come out and go, this is how it should be. This is the right way. This is the wrong way because I don't know. But a lot of times people come out and go, nope, this is wrong. This is the best thing to do. I know because this is the no. right thing to do. And you just can't. That's not how conversations work. Right. You know, conversations are a give and take. You learn some. You give your opinion. You take somebody else's opinion. You guys, it's a, it's a, it's a committee of ideas. Like you you come to a, a common ground when you are able to speak freely right we always have to agree
1: but yeah. coming to it like you said a common ground obviously
0: yeah, right? exactly so um yeah so uh, you know, i i did, i didn't want a lot of the complications around the story to stop us from talking about it so i'm glad that we did it and whatever comes from it um, we welcome it you know um but yeah man uh ooh got the, i got all this new tech i don't want to get into it we got we got this new tech <laughs> um oh uh uh before we get out of here love on the spectrum the new season is out man ugh. This is such. It's such an endearing show. It is just. Um, Why does that sound so rich? That because <laughs> so that's how I feel about Love on the Spectrum. Man. I did all those. <laughs> I did all the, each having the was, yelling, the whooping, the clapping. Those are all me. That was nuts. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's just such a endearing show, man. I, I hope everybody checks it out. It's a fantastic show. Also, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring Donald Smith and. Um, Maya Maya Erskine Donald Glover Jesus Mr. and Mrs. Smith Starring Donald Glover And Maya Erskine Um, I finished the season I thought it was fantastic I thought it was really good It's out? It's out on Amazon Prime It came out like a few days ago Oh okay Um, yeah, yeah. Me and my girl, like, we just, we just watched. It so is, good. it we, is okay. The it's, gotta, it's know, like a, in, they, it's, it took the indie romantic comedy route as far as how they interact with each other, but then they go and do some spy shit. So it's really, okay. And making Definitely them like normal it. people. Obviously, he, Donald Glover, wrote the show, made, created the show, and I know he did it on purpose. It's like instead of it being two like drop dead gorgeous people like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, they're real people. And also the fact that Donald Glover is black. This is like, a lot of times um people when people were mad that they talked about casting Idris Elba as a, as James Bond they were like mm-hmm. a black spy would never be able to do a lot of the things that a James Bond could do cuz they stand out and the brilliance of Donald Glover went oh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tackle that in my show so it, it it's like no 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 you get it wrong see because he's black he thinks differently than a, a, a James Bond would think or a white James yeah. Bond would think. So there To was, not make
1: himself stand out.
0: Exactly. So there was a scene yeah. where they, and this, is, this isn't a spoiler because I'm not going to say anything about what that happens, but like yeah. they go to like a, a, a rich, wealthy type of uh, party that a James Bond would go to where everybody's wearing suits and shit. And Donald Glover's character was like, I'm going to go in through the back with the waitstaff because if I go in that way, it's only like three black people here at this party. They all know each other because they're all like millionaires. They know there are other black millionaires, like they all know each other. I'll stand out more being the black guy in the room full of rich people. So I'm going to go in th- with the catering. Yeah. Like he, to even be, you know, so instead of like people go, he would never be able to be in the room with all the millionaires. It's like, okay, well this, in this show, the guy, he thinks of that and he goes, you know what? You're right. I'm going to have to adapt on the fly. I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to take another route. And he does that a couple times in the show where I go, yeah, see, uh, black people can be spies. Like, it's just you can't just you can't just be like, oh, you the way that I've seen it, you wouldn't be able to do it the way I've seen it before. So you can't do it. It's like, no, no, we would have to do it a different way. And we would just adapt to the situation. So yeah. I, I, I thought Mr. And Mr. Smith was great. Love on the Spectrum, another great show. Um, it's a great time to be a television watcher, man.
1: Yeah. So you you going to bring up the show or
0: what show? Your show got a new a new a new show you are working oh, on Oh before we get out of here yeah man um I started a podcast on our Patreon called Dead Wrong I am going over the history of some of the worst TV deaths in um television show history um mm. whether they were egregious heartbreaking st- stupid uh ruin the show any of those type of things um the first episode I did is out now it's about Pusey Washington from Orange is the New Black um I have a lot of um Other deaths that just like pissed me off, a lot of them are from Game of Thrones, so I'm going to have to control myself and not do a bunch of Game of Thrones episodes. But um, if there are any shows that killed off a character that you remember that you go this is dumb or I was so mad or angry and <laughs> you know and you, you know send a, reach out let let me know yeah. maybe you want me to cover it but yeah so dead wrong is available now on Patreon the first episode there are more more episodes to come fran has got some stuff coming his uh coming to you guys soon he's working on it we're in the lab yeah. 2024 is the year of Patreon we are looking to get you guys content we appreciate you guys riding with us and being supportive and we want to give you guys what you deserve and we plan we plan to be better to be more uh, attentive and to be more creative in the year 2024 so again thank you guys so much for the support we appreciate you guys more than you could ever know and with that being sure. said I've been Alvin Williams joined as always by my partner in true crime Francel Evans and we'll see you guys next week Peace